Okay, guys, on this episode of the Massive Agent Podcast, normally I'd have a topic, but I don't. So we're going to switch it up a bit. I have a bunch of little things that I've wanted to tell you, but I'm just going to roll with it. I have a, I have some notes, but no outline, no topic. I'm just going to lay it out there and, okay, hell, just play the damn intro. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. Don't you just love those quotes from Glengarry Glen Ross from Alec Baldwin? I freaking love those. <laughs> Funny. Um, yeah, today, totally different flow. And normally I'll have a topic and then uh, a massive Q&A question that I'll get to at the end. And so, you know, each show kind of has two topics, right? And I'll start out with a bunch of announcements and everything. I'm just going to get right to it. Okay. I threw out, I threw out the notes. Um, honestly, I've been sitting here for like an hour today and I have in my Trello, I use Trello to organize ideas and, and task lists and to-do lists and stuff. And I'm looking at all these ideas that I put down over the last number of weeks for potential shows for topics for shows. And I'm sitting here today. I'm like, mm, nope, not feeling it. Nope, not feeling it. No, that one sucks. Nope, not feeling it. That one really sucks. And I'm just like, what the hell do I talk about today? And then there's so many little things that I wanted to talk about. So we're just going to do that. And that's cool. So welcome to episode number 20, the chaos show real quick. If you're new to the show, I am a realtor with eXp Realty in Salt Lake City. My name is Dustin Brome. Uh, I, my real estate company here is called Search Salt Lake, and I am the founder of the brand new Massive Agent Society, which is our end-to-end, step-by-step, copy-and-paste, Facebook ad, lead gen, training, and support system. That's a freaking mouthful, but it describes it pretty damn well. You can learn more about that at MassiveAgentSociety.com. Okay, I want to start off with some encouragement because so many people are so many agents are just throwing their hands up in the air when they're working with buyers right now. And I get super frustrated working with buyers because in most parts of the country, especially if you're in major cities, it's insane. It's so competitive. They're so low. There's such a low amount of inventory that it's so difficult to get a buyer's offer accepted. Like you have to just, you're like, Oh, you're asking 400. Okay. Well, here's 530. you know, and we'll let you live in the house for an extra three years rent free. That's how stupid it's getting. Okay, maybe slightly exaggerated. Maybe you only let them live there for one year rent-free and then car washes for life or something like that. But it's getting stupid. And and so buyer's agents are just, they're quitting. They're leaving the business. They're not able to make it. And even even vets, like I've been doing this for almost eight years and it's very frustrating, right? Especially in the lower price points where there's 47 offers in the first 24 hours. I know you guys can relate, but I want you to understand this. If you're able to successfully get offers accepted in this climate when it's that competitive, if you can figure out creative ways to get offers accepted, maybe that's using an escalation clause or just reaching out to the agent ahead of time to find out what the seller needs and wants. There's a little tip for you. If you don't reach out to the listing agent ahead of time and say, Hey, what's important to the seller? What do they need here? And then you could possibly include some of those things in your offer. That's a great way to get your offer accepted over others. So make sure you do that 100% of the time. But beyond that, if you're able to get some of these clients' offers accepted, you are practicing and you're honing your skills in the toughest possible climate to be a buyer's agent. And so when the market starts to soften, 
like you're going to be you're going to be able to crush it because you're going to be one of the best buyers agents in your market because you've honed your skills, you've been successful and buyers will talk to each other. They'll be like, "Hey, you know, I know you're struggling. I know you haven't been able to get your offer accepted, but our agent's done a great job. He was just able to get ours accepted and they're going to talk. You're going to be able to get more business by getting deals under contract, right? So it takes work. It's not easy. You're not going to get all of them. You know, you might not even get half of them, but nonetheless, you're practicing. So I want you to take a step back and realize that unless you're planning on quitting the business in the next six months, you're practicing, you're getting better. So as frustrating as it is, think long-term once it starts to soften, once it switches to a buyer's market, if you have the skills to get these deals done in a seller's market, Imagine how you're going to clean up in a buyer's market. You're going to absolutely destroy your competition. So think of it that way. And on the flip side too, listing agents, if you're just putting the house on the MLS and putting a sign in the yard and taking 7% listings, you're not learning anything. You're not using your marketing skills. You know, you, you're not really selling a house. I mean, you are, you're, you're doing the job they hired you to, but you're leaving money on the table and you're not exercising your marketing skills. So if you're a listing agent, just know as soon as all of a sudden it's a buyer's agent and it's very hard to sell homes when there's too many homes for sale. And guys, I don't know when the crash is coming. No clue. Okay. I think maybe two to three years from now, but it could be six months from now. It could be six years from now. No clue, but it's coming. It's not going to go up forever. You all know that. So stop it with the, oh, I don't think we're going to see a, see the market go down. I actually had somebody tell me that over the weekend and I'm like, have you ever seen a market that just went up and up and up and up and up? No. You know, if you're not learning anything as a listing agent, if you're not having to actually do any marketing, you're not having to run Facebook ads, you're not having to do any of the creative things to sell a home and leverage your network, leverage your database of buyers, all that stuff. You're going to really be struggling when it flips to a buyer's market. So I'm just saying, like, even though times are good now as a, as a listing agent and it's very easy to sell a home, all you have to do is fog a mirror and you can sell a house. Remember, it's not always going to be like this. So start honing your marketing skills now and it's going to help you get more listings now. If you can show, hey, I did this for so-and-so or this is what we do with our marketing package, you're going to get more listings over the agent that's like, well, we put it on the MLS. Okay, another word of encouragement. People are watching People are noticing what you're doing online. Okay, we talk a lot about social media, putting out content, and just putting it out there, right? Not worrying about it being absolutely amazing 100% of the time, because it's never going to be amazing 100% of the time. But I want you to understand, and I'll, I'll tell you a story. People are watching and people are noticing what you're doing, okay? You just don't know that they're doing it. Every once in a while, I'll run into somebody that I haven't seen in years, like a high school friend or whatever, and... Almost like I'd say nine out of 10 times they're like, oh my God, yeah, I see what you're doing online and it looks like you're killing it and you know, you're doing so well and blah, blah, blah. And it's so weird to me. Like it, it takes me like it, it kind of weirds me out because like I have goals for myself, you know, and I think I'm, you know, I'm pleased with what I've done. So, you know, I'm very, I'm very pleased and proud of, of what I built and everything, but I have so many big dreams and goals that sometimes I don't realize how far I've come, but other people notice. They still remember me as, as the goofball from high school that used to do, well, I'm not even going to go into that. Used to do goofy stuff, right? Usually it's people that 
I don't engage with on a regular basis or ever on social media, but they still notice things that I've done, things that I do, content that I put out. They, they're up to date on my life and you know the projects I'm working on. And it's always crazy to me, but it reminds me of how important it is to get yourself out there and to put content out there because people are noticing whether they, whether they engage with the content or not, whether they like it whether they comment on it, whether they share it, doesn't matter. It doesn't mean they're not seeing it. It doesn't mean that they're not noticing and that it's accomplishing what you wanted that content to do. It's, I mean, we all need those reminders from time to time. Put out the content, show people, hey, you're in real estate. You, you're a local expert. You do a great job at marketing and you do this, that, and the other thing. And you're very knowledgeable in this neighborhood and stuff like that because people are noticing, okay? People are noticing that, and I know that because not just because they tell me, but because I notice other people's stuff. I notice what other people are doing, people that I follow. Even though I might not engage with them or talk to them on a daily or weekly basis, I still know what they're doing. I still get an impression on what they're up to. So people are doing that with you. Remember that. You just have to put yourself out there, get the content going. And that leads me into the next point. Guys, getting yourself out on video is so key. If you're not putting out video content, you're not relevant. And video content could be many things. It could be YouTube videos, Facebook Live. It could be Snapchat, Instagram stories, all of the above, right? And we've talked about these before on the show. This isn't a new topic. But I know so many of you are nervous. I know so many of you are, you know, you're you're self-conscious. You, you're like, oh, I've I look so dumb on camera, or I, I don't like the way I sound, or I don't know what to say, and you're nervous for whatever reason. And and guys, that is completely okay and completely normal. I was that way. I know if you've watched me on, on Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook or whatever, I probably don't seem like I've ever had an issue with being um, you know self-conscious or insecure or feeling dumb in front of a camera. It took me a while of just putting out content. Here's what I did, and here's what you can do if you're nervous. You don't need to go jump into doing Facebook Live. Okay, I get it. Facebook Live is a little bit more intimidating because you're live, and you know, I get it. So start small. What I did and what got me comfortable in front of the camera was doing Snapchat. I would just put out snaps a few times a day, every day, and before you know it, you know, six, eight, nine months, maybe three months, I don't know, but months later, all of a sudden you're going to be like, well, this just seems natural. And once you feel natural looking into the, the little camera on your phone, the same thing is going to, you're going to feel natural and feel calm and normal if you're doing a YouTube video or a Facebook live or whatever. So doing Snapchat got me confident and got me comfortable in front of the camera. And I'm at the point now where I can, I can be in front of any camera at any time. It doesn't matter. Like I could be on the evening news and well, I haven't been on the evening news, but I'm assuming that I would be that I'd be totally fine and not that nervous. I don't know. Let's put me on the evening news and find out. So, you news producers out there, call me. Call me. No, snap me. How about that? Send me a snap. Okay, and then I get a lot of questions too about, "Hey, I need to get some deals or, you know, I'm just getting back into the business or I'm just starting or whatever." And and I've had a bunch of people uh reach out to me uh, after last week's show about switching brokerages and they're like, "Hey, I'm new, but, you know, I'm thinking about switching brokerages, but I don't know because I need some deals. Here's some things you can do. Here's what I recommend. And I know I've talked about this on a previous episode in the massive Q&A, but if you need to get some deals quickly, 
to get the business going, to start the machine, here's what I recommend. I recommend you go do some open houses. And if you're saying, hey, I don't have any listings, well, someone else in your office does. Some agent in your area will let you do an open house at their listing. Okay, so you just have to ask. Do open houses because in this crazy, crazy hot seller's market, there's a crap ton of buyers out there and they're, you know, most, well, I I don't know. Some are not represented. And so it's your opportunity to pick up buyers. That's why you're doing it. The listing agent wants it done so that uh, they look good in front of their seller. They're like, hey, an open house was done and it's more exposure for the home. So it's good for the listing agent and the seller. And it's good for you because you could pick up potential buyers. So go do some open houses, maybe do one on Saturday. And then on Sunday, you could even do them during the week. You have less competition during the week. Just make sure it's in the evening when people are off work. If if you want people to attend, it needs to be, you know, when they're actually available, then believe it or not, I recommend door knocking. Mm -hmm. Yep. Door knocking. Door knocking sucks. It sucks big. uh, Yeah, it sucks a lot. But I did this for the first few years of my career. And there's more benefits to door knocking than just getting business. Like, do you get a deal? Yes or no? There's more to it than that. By door knocking, a couple things are happening, whether you get any deals from it or not. And in fact, the biggest deal I've ever gotten, the the most expensive home I've ever sold, I got through door knocking. So take that. With all the homes I've sold since, that was years ago, still the most expensive one I've ever sold, I picked up through door knocking. So there you go. Now I full disclosure, I do not door knock anymore. I, you know, I've leveraged social media and online and everything like that. Uh, so I I'm at the point where I do not need to door knock, but here's what I learned when I was. And here's why I think you should too, if you need business and there's nothing wrong with being at that point in your career. So if you're feeling sorry or ashamed or, you know, insecure about it or what, guys, we all start somewhere. Okay. If you talk to someone and they make you seem like you're doing something wrong or that you're not like, Oh, you don't have any deals going on. Well, screw you. Everybody starts there. Okay. Everybody. But what I learned as I'm walking around neighborhoods is I get to know the neighborhood. I get to know the neighborhood. I get to know what's nearby. I get to know what the homes are like. I get to know like the size of the homes and you know, just the whole feel of everything. And that really helps. So if you have a farm area, if you've picked an area, a part of town that you're like, hey, I'm going to focus my marketing on here, you better go door knocking that area because then you get to know every single street, every single house. And then when somebody's asking you about it, you can visualize it because you've been there, you've walked those streets, you've talked to those neighbors, you know the area, and you can, it, it really takes your knowledge of the area to a whole new level. Okay, that's that's going to help you sell more homes, whether it's directly from door knocking or just later on. But that experience is absolutely invaluable. And I feel like nobody talks about that when they're like, oh, door knocking is a waste of time. Door knocking is not a waste of time if you need business. Right. And if you want to get to know an area to to then help you get more business, go frickin door knock. It also helps you get rid of this, this reluctance and this, uh, this nervousness around talking to people, which a lot of us have. I had it. I, I mean, I hated making phone calls. I hated door knocking, but just like me in front of my phone doing Snapchat over and over and over, I got used to being in front of camera. When you're door knocking, you're, you're getting used to talking to people. You just walk up to people and like, Hey, how's it going? And you're not nervous. And you know, pretty soon you just like, you get in the groove and it's natural. And then that becomes who you are. 
So I owe so much of my personality now to the door knocking that I did way back then. And think about this too, when it comes to door knocking, I know it right now it's it's uh, almost summer, but when the weather's bad, if you're out door knocking in a snowstorm, like this is what I used to do. I'd put on boots and then I'd go door knock. People will invite you in because they're like, what the hell are you doing door knocking in this weather? And they respect you for it. So many people, when I would door knock in, in terrible weather, they'd be like, wow, you know, you really do what it takes to get the job done. Or, you know, they'd make comments like that, that talk about making a great first impression with a neighborhood. You know what I mean? So it's the hard things. Nobody wants to get out in a snowstorm and go walk a neighborhood and knock on doors and get door slammed in your face and have dogs barked at, or, well, if you're barking at the dogs, you've got mental problems, but that's besides the point. You know what I'm saying? Dogs barking at you. So if you're, if you're needing business right now, do some open houses, go door knocking, and then run Facebook ads. Facebook ads are going to take some money and it's going to take some time to learn. And there's things you can do or, you know, trainings you can take and groups you can join to help you speed up that learning process and to kind of give you the template. You can do that. But, you know, Facebook ads helps you get leads right now. So Facebook ads are fantastic. Open houses to get buyers and door knocking. Door knocking and open houses because you're talking to people is going to help you become more confident and more comfortable in front of people, which will only help your career, whether you're in real estate or doing anything else. You've got to be you've got to be comfortable talking to people. Okay, and then a couple quick updates too on today's random show of chaos, and we'll call it like the bullet point episode. No, no, we won't because that sounds weird and ridiculous. It's just the it's just episode twenty updates from Facebook. The first one's excellent. The second one sucks. For the first one, let's go with that. They have opened up their pause on chatbots. You can now create new chatbots on Facebook. They paused that for about, what, a month and a half, two months, something like that, when they said it would be two to three weeks. Or no, they said it would be one to two weeks. Freaking liars. But you can now create new chatbots. You can now link your business page to a chatbot or vice versa. Link your chatbot to a business page through ManyChat or ChatFuel or, or whatever. I use ManyChat. And if you go back to episode number six, we talk about how to create your own chatbot for free. So episode number six, go back. If you have not heard that, um, you can also go to the Massive Agent Podcast Facebook page, click message the page and interact with our chatbot. It's set up so that you can chat with it and see how we have it set up um, to to make that first uh, interaction with somebody when they message our page. And then for the crappy update from Facebook. So I have heard of a few people recently who unfortunately have had their Facebook ads account shut down. It's not necessarily shut down, but just like it's basically worthless. They're like, Hey, you can't use our ad platform anymore. So it may as well be shut down. The reason being is Facebook has gone so far in the other direction of privacy. They are absolutely obsessed with, with having a good privacy policy in place. If you're running ads, they want to make sure that people know if you're collecting their information that you've, you know, you make sure that there's that you have a good privacy policy in place. If you do not, you are risking your ad account. So what I've seen recently is somebody was trying to run a lead ad. It was a loan officer. It was a very simple like, hey, you know, get VA buyers. Here's an ad. If you're a veteran, come get a VA loan type of thing. And the loan officer was going to keep that keep those leads themselves and call them right and try to help them get a loan. But Facebook looked into the privacy policy that they did not have in place 
Okay, when you're creating a lead ad, the, specifically the lead form, you can put a link to your privacy policy. And if it's not strong enough, or if you don't have one at all, Facebook can actually shut your shit down. It's ridiculous. I get why they're doing it, but it's ridiculous. I mean, the problem is they're not coming out and saying you need a privacy policy. And if not, here are the consequences and here's the recourse. You know what I mean? It They're very vague and weird about it, but you've got to make sure if you're running lead ads, have a link to a privacy policy, one on your website or one that you've put somewhere online. Um, in the Massive Agent Society, I'm going to put up an example privacy policy that you can just copy and change a few words uh, to make it yours and then use. Uh, I'll have that in the society. But just know, having a solid privacy policy in place when running Facebook ads is absolutely crucial. And if you don't, you could risk having your ad account shut down. So, and that's pretty heavy handed. It's heavy handed. It's bullshit, but it is what it is. We're on, we're playing in Facebook's yard. They make the rules. So after last week's episode, episode 19, about the pros and cons of switching brokerages, uh, because I just made a switch over to eXp Realty myself, and I'm building a national team of agents over there. Uh, I've had some people reach out to me to ask questions about my experience and and this and that. Here's here's what here's my advice, okay? Because there was a common theme in all these questions. If you if you're considering switching brokerages, you have to find out what's important to you, what makes like what is worth switching for, and what doesn't. So you've got to have an idea. Just switching to switch makes no sense, okay? And if you're just switching to save a couple percentage points on on a commission split like that not that probably doesn't make sense either so just you know think about why you're doing it It, again if you have questions i'd be happy to help reach out to me if you're looking to to uh, be a part of a new brokerage or switch or you know you want to be part of our national team that we're building reach out love to talk to you and see if you'd be a good fit for us And then uh, to wrap it up, if you have a question that you want us to answer on next week's show, we're going to get back to the massive Q&A. Go to our Facebook page, Massive Agent Podcast on Facebook, and message us. The chatbot gives you an option to submit a massive Q&A question. Do that, and then I will pick the best one to answer on next week's show. And there you go. I told you it was a different show. It's a totally different feel, just you know, rapid fire. There you go. Throw it out there. So in a couple weeks here, I'm going to New York City to VoiceCon. It's a conference put out by VaynerMedia, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. If you've heard of him, and if not, what the hell? Uh, I'm going to VoiceCon in New York City, and it's all about voice marketing, not just podcasts, but how to use Alexa skills in your business and in your marketing, uh, something that I don't, I haven't really wrapped my head around. Aside from, you could say, Alexa, play the Massive Agent podcast, and she will, But beyond that, like how to do your own Alexa skills, I don't know. So I'm going to learn about that. Once I do, I'm definitely going to do an episode or two about what I learned there and bring you what I can from that. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be two or three episodes from now. I don't know. And lastly, guys, this is this is a free show. Okay, podcasts are totally free. I do this for free. I don't ask for anything. Well, that's that's a lie. Okay, I think that's the first time I've lied to you. Totally, totally just lied to you. Don't say I don't ask for anything because I do. I ask for one thing. If you've received any value at all from the show, please help us to spread the word by sharing this with a colleague. Share this podcast with a friend and and leave a review or a rating on iTunes. The ratings and reviews, they take a couple seconds. You just boom, you know, 
five stars, submit, boom. Or whatever number of stars, but five is fantastic. It makes me very happy. But it takes a few seconds and it helps us. When somebody searches for a real estate podcast or whatever, it helps us be seen by a bigger audience. And by growing our audience, it helps us to get better guests on the show in the future and to have better content. So please help us spread the word. Uh, we've been we've been having amazing growth so far. I'm super happy, but it's always good to keep that rolling because, hey, I'm a marketer. So that's what I do. I'm a marketer. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a capitalist. So let's just keep this rolling. Thank you for your help. Guys, thanks for tuning in. I will talk to you next week. See ya. See ya.